0: Welcome to the One God Report podcast. This edition is commentary on John chapter 2, verses 18 to 22, and John 10, verses 17 and 18. The question is, did Jesus raise himself from the dead? There are two places in the scripture, both of those in the book of John that I mention, to which people go to claim that Jesus raised himself from the dead. The claim is that if Jesus could raise himself from the dead, he must be God. Or because Jesus is God, he could raise himself from the dead. There are big problems with the interpretation that Jesus raised himself from the dead. I'll break the problems into two categories. First, biblical interpretation methodology, or sometimes called hermeneutics. The biggest problem, from the perspective of biblical interpretation methodology, is that the claim that Jesus raised himself from the dead contradicts a multitude of other scriptures. The claim breaks one of the main rules of good biblical interpretation, and that is we must interpret a less clear passage from the clear passages. Secondly, there are theological problems. Besides directly contradicting a multitude of other scriptures, The claim that Jesus raised himself from the dead does not theologically align with the Bible. God doesn't die, and the dead don't raise themselves to life. So let's start with the biblical interpretation problem. As mentioned, one of the main rules of biblical interpretation is, we must interpret a less clear passage from the clear passage or clear passages. In all other places, that Jesus himself talked about or predicted his resurrection in the Gospels, Jesus referred to his resurrection in a passive sense, passive sense, that is that he would be raised by someone else, not that he would raise himself. For example, Matthew chapter 17 verses 22 to 23, Jesus told his apostles while he was still in Galilee that, quote, the Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and he will be raised on the third day. See the passive sense of that verb? He will be raised. Somebody else will raise him. Another example. On the night that he was betrayed, Jesus told the apostles, as recorded in Mark 14:28, But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. The verb, I am raised up, is a passive verb. Likewise, whenever others refer to the resurrection of Jesus in the Gospels, they did so in a passive sense, that is, that someone else raised Jesus from the dead. Even the famous Resurrection Day refrain, He is risen, and he is risen indeed, these are passive verbs in the Greek and would be better translated The Lord was raised indeed. The angels declared in the tomb, He is not here, but was raised. Luke chapter 24, verse 6. Now, there are over 30 places in the New Testament that explicitly state that God, a singular person who is differentiated from Jesus the Messiah, that God raised Jesus the Messiah from the dead. Here are a few examples. Acts chapter 2, verses 22 to 24. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst. As you yourselves know, this Jesus, delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up loosing the pangs of death acts 232 this jesus god raised up and of that we are all witnesses peter says many of these first references in acts are to peter acts 315 you he says put to death the prince of life the one whom god raised from the dead acts 410 jesus the messiah of nazareth whom you crucified whom God raised from the dead. Acts five thirty to 31. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand. Acts chapter 10, verse 40. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and made him appear. Acts chapter 13, verse 30, Paul says, but God raised him from the dead. Now let's look at some of the epistles. The book of Romans, Paul says, If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. See, somebody else raised Christ Jesus from the dead. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead, Paul says. Romans 10, verse 9, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord... And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. First Corinthians six fourteen. And God raised the Lord, and will also raise us up by his power. Galatians one one. Paul said he was an apostle, quote, Not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ, and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Colossians two twelve through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. Note that in all the passages quoted above, and in many more like it, God, the singular person, God, all of God, is distinguished from Jesus, from Christ, even from the Lord Jesus Christ, whom God raised up. The one whom God raised up was not God but is distinguished from God. Now, like the Easter, the resurrection greeting mentioned above, there are many more scriptures that describe Jesus as being acted upon in a passive sense in his resurrection, meaning that Jesus was acted upon by God, like these verses, Romans chapter six, verse nine. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. You see the passive sense? Christ, Messiah, being raised from the dead. Somebody else raised him. 1 Corinthians 15, 17. And if Christ has not been raised, it's a passive verb, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Now, there are lots more examples, and these are only a few. I could go on and on. So to claim or believe that Jesus raised himself from the dead directly contradicts all of these scriptures that state clearly that God raised Jesus from the dead. So let's come back to our basic principle of biblical interpretation. We must interpret the less clear passages by the clear ones. We must not ignore the clear passages to make a doctrine from the less clear. We should not take two less clear passages that we're going to get to and ignore or reinterpret all the tens of crystal clear passages which state that someone other than Jesus Christ, namely God, the Father, raised Jesus Christ from the dead. If we ignore the clear passages and instead base our theology on a less clear or obscure text, we inevitably fall into error. Instead of formulating our theology from the less clear passage, we should consider other possibilities for what the less clear passages mean. Or, Even if the passage remains puzzling, we should not abandon the clear passages with a contradictory interpretation. In short, the claim that the two less clear passages in John's Gospel say that Jesus raised himself from the dead uses a faulty method of interpretation to form an incorrect understanding. This is evidence that the deity of Christ interpretation is wrong using two less clear passages while ignoring a multitude of clear passages. Now, let's take a closer look at the two passages that supposedly say that Jesus raised himself from the dead. The first passage is John 2 verses 13 to 22 is the context, with the focus on John 2:19. We'll see in this passage also that the author of the gospel did not interpret Jesus' words as Jesus saying that Jesus would raise himself from the dead. Rather, the author interpreted that someone else, namely God, raised Jesus from the dead. Now, in this passage in John chapter 2, Jesus was in Jerusalem for a Passover festival. He saw the animal sellers and money changers in the temple, fashioned a whip, and cleansed the temple. And he declared, do not make my Father's house a house of merchandise. Jesus' deeds and words are a distinct messianic claim, that is, a claim to be Messiah, not a claim to be God. The Messiah would call God my Father and be zealous for the temple. You can see in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, in Psalm eighty-nine twenty-six, In association with Jesus' act of cleansing the temple, John records, in chapter 2, verse 17, that his disciples remember that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. This is a quote from Psalm 69.9. Psalm 69 is a psalm of David about a Davidic-like figure who, because he is on God's side and is zealous for God's affairs, that is the temple, others hate him without a cause and seek to put him to death. The Messianic figure who displays zeal for God's house appeals to Yahweh, his God, for ultimate vindication. Now, back to our passage in the Gospel of John, chapter 2, where Jesus cleansed the temple. The Judeans then said to Jesus, in chapter 2, verse 18, what sign do you show us for doing these things? And Jesus answered them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. That's John, chapter 2, verse 19. This is the statement in which Jesus supposedly said he will raise himself from the dead, right? Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Now we must acknowledge that Jesus' statement is somewhat cryptic, and all the more so it should not be used to contradict all the other scriptures that state explicitly that God, the only God, raised Jesus from the dead. The Judean listeners misunderstood Jesus' statement and even his disciples did not understand what Jesus meant until after Jesus was raised from the dead. As John records in John chapter 2, verse 22, just a couple verses after Jesus' statement, John says, When therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. Okay, this interpretation of the author, is very important. The author of the Gospel of John. Two verses after recording Jesus' cryptic statement, right, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The author said that Jesus was raised from the dead. That's a passive verb. Somebody else raised Jesus from the dead. Unlike the deity of Christ apologists, John, the author of the Gospel, interpreted Jesus' words and understood that someone else, God, raised Jesus from the dead. The author of the Gospel of John said again at the end of his book that someone else raised Jesus from the dead. I'll read John 21, 14. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead, passive verb. So what did Jesus mean? when he said, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. I will suggest one possibility for interpreting Jesus' words in John 2.20. My suggestion will align with the way the author of the Gospel of John interpreted Jesus' words, and with all the other references in the New Testament that say that God raised Jesus from the dead. I suggest that Jesus spoke the words of the Father, as Jesus said in John 14:24, "The word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me." Unquote. So Jesus, as a prophet, could speak the words of God the Father directly. That is, these words, quote, "Destroy this temple, and in three days, I will raise it up unquote, are the words of God the Father spoken by Jesus. God the Father declared that he would raise the temple the body of Jesus, from the dead. Now, there's good evidence that Jesus was speaking the Father's words, or even specifically that Jesus was quoting Scripture when he said, quote, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up, unquote. Note again John 2.22. I'll read it, quote, When therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and now listen, they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken, unquote. The author of the gospel ties together the scripture and the word that Jesus spoke. It makes perfect sense that when the Judeans asked for a sign to show by what authority Jesus did what he did in the temple, he quoted scripture. The ultimate sign for Jesus's authority was that God raised him from the dead. You can see the same argument In Matthew 12, verses 29 to 30, Jesus says the ultimate sign for the people will be his resurrection from the dead. Note how on a second occasion, when Jesus cleansed the temple, he quoted directly from the prophets Isaiah and Jeremiah. And like the prophets Isaiah and Jeremiah, Jesus spoke the words of Yahweh as Yahweh's spokesman, right? Yahweh is God. He spoke Yahweh's words as Yahweh's spokesman. I'll read Mark 11, 15 to 17, quote, And they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple, and began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers, and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he taught, and he said, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers." So we see clearly in this passage of Mark, in connection to the cleansing of the temple, that Jesus quoted scripture which Yahweh, God, spoke through the prophets. Now, although it's difficult to trace down exactly which scripture Jesus may have been quoting to or alluding to when he said, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up, it is evident from Jesus' and the other apostles' testimony that they saw in the scriptures a prophetical three-day death and resurrection of the Messiah. Note these examples, Luke 24:45. This is on the day of Jesus' resurrection from the dead. Luke says, quote, Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and would rise from the dead on the third day, unquote. Also Paul, in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 to 4 says, For I deliver to you as of first importance what I also received, that Messiah died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. Again, a passive sense. He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. So this is evidence that Jesus was alluding to or quoting Scripture that he spoke the words of the father when he said quote, destroy this temple and in three days i will raise it up just like in the record in mark where he said is it not written my house shall be called the house of prayer for all peoples he's speaking as a prophet the words of yahweh there's undoubtedly more involved in Jesus' statement about the destruction and raising again of a temple but for our study Our suggestion agrees with the author of the Gospel of John that someone else, not Jesus, raised Jesus from the dead. The other passage in the Gospel of John that Deity of Christ apologists point to in an effort to claim that Jesus raised himself from the dead is John 10.18. This quote-unquote problem is really only a translation issue. It involves how to translate the Greek word lambano, which can be translated in two different ways. One, in more or less an active sense, meaning to take, but also it can be translated in a passive sense as receive. I think we can see that the word in the verses under question are more in the passive sense of receive. In John chapter 10, Jesus described himself as being the good shepherd who is loved by and appointed by the Father, In the Gospel of John, Jesus described the Father as the only true God, John 17, 3. As God's appointed faithful shepherd, Jesus was willing even to die for his sheep. We will get to the theological problems below, but note that the Bible is clear. While God's appointed good shepherd may die, God does not die. Now, after describing himself as the good shepherd, willing even to die for his sheep, Jesus said, as recorded in In John chapter 10 verses 17 to 18 I'm gonna read the verb in question as both take or receive okay John 10 17 18 for this reason the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take or receive it again no one takes it from me but I lay it down of my own free will I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take or receive it again This commandment I have taken or received from my Father. So many translations translate the same Greek verb in the first two occurrences in chapter 10, verse 17 and 18 as take. But just a few words later, the last occurrence in verse 18, they'll translate as received. The meaning received is clear at the end of verse 18. Jesus didn't take the commandment from the Father. He received the commandment from the Father. And this clear occurrence of the meaning of this verb should govern the meaning of the occurrence of the same verb in this verse and in the verse immediately preceding. A better understanding is, I lay down my life that I may receive it again. I have authority to receive it again. This commandment I have received from my Father. Here also there is a passive sense when Jesus speaks of his resurrection. Yes, the Father has granted Jesus the authority to receive life again, and even to pass that life on to others, John 5, 26-28. But Jesus' authority, indeed Jesus' resurrection life, is given by God and received by Jesus. Ironically, a Greek word for take is in the very same verse, but it is a different verb than the action that Jesus does when he receives. The take verb is the authority that Jesus' opponents don't have to take his life. So again, we've suggested a quite viable understanding of a less clear passage in light of the clearer passages. Our interpretation aligns with the many other scriptures in the New Testament, including the Gospel of John, which state clearly that God raised Jesus from the dead. So to summarize so far, It bears repeating. We must interpret less clear passages by the multitude of clear passages that say that God raised Jesus from the dead. Not to do so makes a mockery of the scriptures, which state clearly that God raised Jesus from the dead. Secondly, in both the questionable passages, it is stated that Jesus has a passive role in his resurrection. John chapter 2 says that Jesus' was raised from the dead, and in John chapter 10, verse 18, Jesus said he would receive again his life from the Father. Now to our other main point we wanted to make, and that is there are theological problems and contradictions by suggesting that Jesus raised himself from the dead. First, the reaction of the apostles and the believers to the resurrection of Jesus from the dead was never Jesus raised himself from the dead, which shows he's God. Let's be reasonable. A first century AD pious Jew would never think that a dead man raised from the dead was God. Rather, the reaction of the apostles is, Jesus was dead, and now he's alive. He has been raised. God raised Jesus from the dead. This is evidence that Jesus really is the Messiah. And he is now exalted to God's right hand. Secondly, related to the above, that the apostles never preached that the resurrection was evidence that Jesus is God, to claim that Jesus raised himself from the dead ignores God, whose scriptures call the Father, because, among other reasons, he is the giver of life. The scriptures say God gives life. God, the Father, through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, God raises the dead. Note all the scriptures above that, which we looked at. To claim that Jesus raised himself ignores and takes glory away from the one true God, the Father, who gives life to the dead, Romans 4.17. In the end, all deity of Christ claims both snub the work of God the Father and decrease the greatness of the human Messiah, Jesus. Third problem with this deity of Christ interpretation. If Jesus had to be God to rise from the dead, you and I have no hope, since we are not God. Neither are we God-men. Testimony of the Bible is not that God-men raise themselves from the dead, but the testimony of the Bible is that God promises to raise human beings from the dead and that Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. Fourth, biblically, theologically, it is absurd to suggest that someone dead can give themselves life. Thinking so changes the biblical meaning of what death is. It really follows the lie that the deceiver proposed when he told Eve, quote, you will not die, In the scriptures, the dead know nothing, Ecclesiastes 9.5. Let me quote Psalm 104.29. When you, God, take away their spirit, they die and return to the dust. In the Bible, the dead are not conscious, but await resurrection to life. In Christ, we do not desire escape to some nebulous heaven, but we long for bodily resurrection to the kingdom of God on this earth with Jesus as king. Like David, who according to the apostle Peter, was in the grave and had not ascended to the heavens, but awaited resurrection from the dead. This is Acts 229 29-34. Dead believers in Messiah Jesus are metaphorically sleeping, and they don't wake up on their own accord. They must hear the voice of the Son of Man John five twenty eight to 29 If only a God, or a God-man, can raise himself from the dead, humanity is lost. Theologically, the claim that Jesus raised himself from the dead is parallel to Canaanite Baalism, which claimed that Baal, or Baal, was dead, but then defeated death and made himself alive. This is Bill Schlegel for the One God Report podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please rate it and write a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That will help others find us and share the podcast on social media. Yishma'u anavim v'yishmahu. The humble will hear and rejoice.